Hello, this is Brandy Priest, and you are listening to the Be Well Podcast, episode 67. To really experience joy in life, you have to commit to living it, experiencing all aspects and embracing the everyday moments. That's why every week I bring you mental and emotional insights and information backed by science to improve your mind and body. No matter your circumstance or situation, it is possible for you to live a joyful life and it is completely within your control. Hello, hello. A little bit of a twist for a new intro there. If you didn't notice, let me know what you think. Today is episode 67. And that means I am halfway through one of the goals that I set myself this year. That goal was to release 52 new podcast episodes, one a week for the entire year of 2021. Now, if you're thinking, um, 67 is more than 52. Yes, you would be correct because I did not start this year at episode one. I started this year at episode 41. I'm also going to give you a real quick behind the scenes of my business and podcast because it's really establishing today's episode. If you weren't already aware, I started coaching about three years ago and I was a beach body coach a year before that. When I started coaching, I was focused primarily on wellness and then I shifted to pain and general life coaching. And now you all know this already. I am continuing with general life coaching, really focusing on helping you live happier and more content life, being more present and focused on your values and having a clear picture of the things and the relationships that matter to you. But before I decided to commit to this change, I decided to do a little eval of my podcast and blog and social media accounts. I basically took all the episodes, posts, etc., and divided them into either pain coaching or life coaching. And then I looked at the analytics, thinking that there would be a clear winner on what was more popular. And you know what's funny? They were almost exactly the same. Life coaching had a slight lead, but honestly, nothing significant enough to matter. See, I thought I would look at all the evaluation and I would commit the rest of the year to whatever had better results, right? Because that would be the smart business thing to do. But in my heart, I knew what I wanted to do. My expectation was that the results would be so obvious that I would have to commit to that direction. I was relying on that information to justify what I should do because if I followed that direction and things totally failed, I would have something to share my blame, share my failure with. That is what putting an expectation on an external thing does for us. It allows us an out. It allows us to not take full responsibility because we're able to justify our decision through our expectations based on the information we obtain. And I'm also going to point out here 
that my brain was trying to come up with something to protect me. Remember, the brain thinks that doing something different is dangerous. I was in danger. I was risking failure. So my brain wants me to plan to try and control the outcome. That's a topic for another day. I just wanted to point it out so you could see that it's normal and that all of our brains respond the same way. So I'm really glad the evaluation wasn't a significant difference because it forced me to see these insights. It also forced me to make the decision from my own mind. It allowed me to have the most wonderful thought. And the thought was, I want to help people. I don't want to run a million dollar business. Making a lot of money was not why I started coaching. Don't get me wrong. If I make a million dollars helping people, I'd be stoked. But that isn't why I coach. I love helping clients transform their lives, seeing them be happier in the simplest everyday moments because they aren't falling into the traps of their own mental stories over and over. But my goal in being a coach isn't to make a buttload of money. I know there are coaches out there who are driven by success and income, and they're really good coaches, but that just isn't my motivating factor. One of my first coaches, Stacey Bowman, teaches that you give value, you change lives, and the monetary results of that aren't the focus. And I believe that. I like that thought because it feels good. It comes from a place of abundancy and sufficiency. And when you are focused solely on the expected results, the expectation of your outcome, it's like attempting to be clairvoyant. It's attempting to predict the future. The issue with the outcome expectation is you become so attached to the outcome, you stop being present for what is actually happening. It's like taking a road trip and being focused on the destination and missing the fun road trip along the way. You're so focused on the destination that you don't admire the beauty on the voyage because in the back of your mind, you're hoping the destination is going to be everything you want. You're planning on that future, fulfilling all your wants and desires. When I say it that way, your expected outcome doesn't seem so accurate, does it? But this is what you do when you put off your happiness until a future event happens. When I hear clients say things like, I just need to lose five pounds when I finish school or after I move. These are all things that show they believe the expectation of the future will be better than the present state. One way that you can check yourself when these thoughts cross your mind is what I mentioned my brain did. Check in with yourself and see if you are attempting to control the future by planning. Planning is a great way that we love to mask our fears about the future. You can combat this by asking yourself what is true right now. And what are you missing out on by focusing on the future. Expectations aren't just something that we apply to things and circumstances in life. We also have expectations of ourselves, expectations that others put on us, and expectations of other people in our lives. 
learning to be more accepting of my own shortcomings was something that I really had to work on when I started coaching. It probably took me a minimum of six months to really fully work through my thoughts that were on replay when I felt like I wasn't doing enough or when I was feeling like I wasn't measuring up to my own expectations in life. I can talk about it now because I've worked through it, but there was a point that I really struggled with just being okay with who I was and what I was capable of doing. I was creating this place for myself where I would never get it all done or feel like I was enough because I was creating my own impossible expectations. For example, one of my expectations was that I had to be someone. I needed to prove myself to everyone. I had to prove I was smart, that I was a good wife, a good mom, a businesswoman, a homekeeper. By the way, my friend calls a person who is a homemaker a home manager, and I love it, so I've started stealing it. (laughs) Here is what I want to say about the expectation that you put on yourself. When you have an expectation of yourself, you are already failing yourself. I'm going to take the example of being a good mom because a lot of you out there allow that mom guilt to set in. In reference to the expectation of being a good mother, how does that expectation of yourself ever add to your quality of life? How do you feel when you think, I need to be a better mom? And then how would you feel to let that go, to live without that extra burden? For me, I like the way I feel when I'm not adding the added pressure of that good mom expectation. It's just such a better feeling for me to embody. To me, it's much more relaxing and I'm much more aware and it's much more genuine but you have to answer it for yourself. Are you better with those self-created expectations or would you be better off letting the expectations go? There is no right answer. I am not convincing you of anything. I'm merely bringing this to your conscious awareness and I'm allowing you to see your own thoughts on the matter. To me, my expectations remind me of those Viking ships where the guy in the back is whipping the slaves to row the boat. The guy in the back is the result and the whip is the expectation. I don't really think the rowers could have rowed the boat faster because there's a point where it's only humanly possible to row so fast and the whipping is just an unnecessary hindrance. This is how I view expectations. They're an unnecessary hindrance. Yet this is what we do to each other and ourselves all the time with expectations. So let's talk expectations of others. My guess is that right now you're thinking, I don't have expectations of other people. I want to start here because you do. When you do something nice for someone and you expect something in return, even if it's just a thank you, that is an expectation. When you think, I did this for her and she didn't even say thank you. That is your expectation to be thanked for what you did. There's no judgment here. We've all been in this place. But expecting that thank you is you looking to be acknowledged. Family is one of the biggest areas of heartbreak because of our own expectations. We expect our family to be there. 
And when they aren't, we're let down. That let down, the disappointment, is because you had the expectation of them being there for you. They didn't do anything, literally, because they aren't there. (laughs) But you are upset because your expectation was not met. Notice the difference here. If you did not expect them to be there for you and they did show up for you, you wouldn't have the same emotions. And it happens in the reverse, too. If they do show up for you and it's unexpected, you're surprised. So sometimes to avoid feeling disappointment, people will say things like lower your expectations or don't expect things of others and you won't get hurt. The practicality of that just doesn't work because we expect that people react as we would. Naturally, we make the assumption in our mind that everyone would do as we would do. And what's great about that thought is it gives us the opportunity to question. You can notice the thought and inquire if it's true. Is it true that everyone would do as you would do? Or is the thought a story your mind has made up? Asking questions of your thoughts gives you a chance to see if it is possible that you are expecting something from someone else based on your desires. And if that's the case, then you have been given an amazing gift. You have the opportunity to replace that expectation with reality, and you can choose to have compassion for the person for being exactly who they are. Expectations create feelings. That's it. If the expectation is something that you are placing on yourself or someone else or something, it's always an emotion. Listen to those emotions. Be curious about them. Ask yourself what thoughts are producing those feelings. All right, my lovely ladies, I hope you have a great week and that you will come back next Tuesday for more. Bye. Wait, before you go, if you liked today's episode, click that like and subscribe button. If something I talked about here today felt personal to you, and it is something that you would like help working through, you can set up a free consultation with me directly on my website, www.mizbrandypriest.com. And while you're there, jump on the email list so you may receive all my exclusive offers and newest information. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to helping you soon.